Welcome back to this week's episode of the Husband Law Podcast. We are so excited you guys are here this week, and we hope that you will enjoy this episode. It is Matt and Steve and I back together again at last. <laughs> I feel like it's been a few weeks. I wanted to let you guys know about something that's coming up. I have made a decision. I am going to be opening up my unicorn group coaching again. I won't be teaching the workshop that goes along with that, the free one that I had said won't be happening till fall. That really won't be happening till fall. But I am going to open up Unicorn Coaching next week. So a week from Wednesday, it will be opening up again. It will be open for registration from April 27th until May 1st. And I am only going to have five spots available for that. But I have had many of you women reaching out saying, I really need this. Is there any chance you'll be opening it up again before fall? The answer is yes. I have heard you ladies. I do have the capacity to do that. So if you are interested you can go check out the website, theboldlogic.com forward slash unicorn coaching. Again, that is theboldlogic.com forward slash unicorn coaching. And that is in our show notes as well. And what you will get when you get unicorn coaching is you will get weekly calls with me for an hour. They're group calls. There are five women or less on those calls so that they can be individualized and we can get some good coaching in. You will also have access to the private Facebook group that is just unicorns and specifically just unicorns who are in my coaching program. So you guys are all going through it. I think there's like 10 women in there now and we are going to add five more of you awesome women who are interested. And along with that, the whole point is that to help you gain the clarity and peace you need to move forward in your relationship, whether you are deciding to stay with your spouse or not stay with your spouse, whether you are trying to make that work or if you are struggling to figure out how this looks for your kids now that your partner has come out. Any of those things that you're looking for, that is what this is for. We are going to help walk you through that process and guide you through that. So group coaching is for right now, specifically for those women who have had a partner or spouse come out and are looking to find peace and clarity you need to move forward without giving up the things you love about your relationship unless you want to, without having to give up your religious beliefs unless you want to, and without negatively impacting your kids along the way. So those are kind of the things that we can help you work through. Those are some of the three main issues that I know a lot of the women in this situation are struggling with. And so we are going to coach you through those problems. And whatever else comes up, that is what I'm there to do, is to help guide you through this so that you can figure out what it is you need and you want and you feel supported and seen along the way. The thing that I love about doing this in group coaching in a group setting is that so many of these women are finally finding somewhere where they have other women who relate. So you finally feel comfortable saying things and connecting with these women who before they didn't anybody who understands what this is like to have a partner come out. It is a very unique experience. And while other people might understand the general feelings of it and, oh yeah, I understand why this is hard, these women get it. You will have a group of women who get it, who understand you. And also, Nobody else will know that you're there talking to us. So if your partner hasn't come out officially, if your family doesn't know why you are getting divorced, this is a safe place to be able to talk about it without anybody else knowing. So if you are interested, you can always DM me or email me if you have more questions, but also head to theboldlogic.com forward slash unicorn coaching. And the link is in our show notes. And I hope to see you there. Again, I only have five spots open and it will be opening up Wednesday the 27th until May 1st. If you are on our email list, that is who will be the first people to know when it opens up. So if you are not on our email list, 
go get on our email list. There's a link to that in the show notes as well. It is called the Bulletin Board and you can get signed up there. Take care. Enjoy this week's episode. I have decided that I want more joy in my life by speaking up for myself more. Okay. To who? Everybody. <laughs> it's something I've thought more about. I think, well, and maybe like... Who do you have to speak up to Asking besides, for more besides, help. Besides me and Matt. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, great. Here Not we go, Steve. No, no. <laughs> I'm not a very demanding person for the most part. No, you're not, but you could be more so. Oh. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. It's recording. So it worked. I did it. Just turn it off, turn it back on. It all works every time. Reboot. <laughs> Have you tried unplugging it? Have you tried shutting it down and turning it back on? Have you YouTubed it? Those are my, those are my <laughs> go-tos. <laughs> Also, Matt does this if I have a headache or something's wrong with me. Matt goes, maybe you didn't get enough sleep. Maybe you ate too much sugar. Maybe you didn't have enough sugar. Maybe you got too much sleep. Like it's always, he's have very, you rebooted? Have you rebooted? Have you drank any caffeine today? <laughs> maybe you need caffeine. Maybe you had too little caffeine. Those too are questions I ask myself every time I get a headache is, have I had enough caffeine today? Have I had too much caffeine today? <laughs> It's a fine line. Actually, it's usually, have I had enough caffeine today and have I had a, too much caffeine in my life lately that is therefore the cause of the first question? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, see, they're legit questions. Mm-hmm. My eyelid has been twitching on and off for the last two months. Not enough have water. Have you rebooted? <laughs> Not enough water. <laughs> Matt told me it was my sodium potassium pump. pump. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real thing. I think you have to replace those every 100,000 miles. Yeah. Usually. How many miles do you have on you now? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Somebody replaced my sodium potassium pump. <laughs> Matt also likes to make crap up. And so I never know when it's a real thing or a fake thing. Sodium potassium pump is a legit thing. That one's oh, real. Matt's got a good but poker face. So. <laughs> every time I... Hey, wait, it is a real thing? A sodium it potassium is a pump? real thing. No. <laughs> It's a real thing you have. Where is it located? I don't know. In every single one of our cells in our body. Oh. It's a lot There's of sodium a lot potassium of them. <laughs> pumps. Yeah. It's just like right in there between the mitochondria and the... Exactly. The... Why is that the only one I can think of? <laughs> I made like 15 cell models in grade school. I can't think of anything that belongs to a well, cell, so you're doing better than me. Mitochondria was my favorite. And Matt knows there's a sodium potassium pump. I took an None of my physiology. cell models had a sodium potassium pump. This was in elementary school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you didn't get that far. Dang it. <laughs> There's more right, to let's... the cells than what we learned in elementary <laughs> school? Yes. Oh, crap. That's too much for my brain. You guys, I can see like an eyelash is driving me nuts. On A the lot eye of things going on with your eyes. Yeah. But we haven't figured out why my eye's twitching. Good it luck. could be from too much caffeine, but I don't drink that much caffeine. So Matt told me I needed to start drinking more caffeine because yeah. maybe that would help. <laughs> This is get her on I, some coffee. 
Yeah, that wouldn't be good. I'd be nutso. Steve, welcome back. Thank you. I feel like I haven't seen you guys in ages. It's been forever. No, Especially you, Matt. Yeah, it's been like months. I know. Yeah, you guys went from seeing each other almost every day <laughs> to hardly seeing each other at all. Way too much. <laughs> to <laughs> way enough. too little. Not enough, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Steve's coming over Sunday for Christmas. Er, for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. We're doing early Christmas. <laughs> Real early. <laughs> for Easter, <laughs> which will be before this episode drops. Okay. Do the math. Everybody's thinking. Yeah. Oh, Steve just took a really <laughs> deep breath. <laughs> what just so happened? Steve, where, where have you been? Why has it been so long? Well, because we don't work together anymore. That's true. <laughs> so I haven't been at the warehouse. I fly over the warehouse on a regular basis. <laughs> Thank you for the photos. Right. Of course. Usually I'm flying the plane when I'm flying over the warehouse. So tell me, but remember my idea of putting a big billboard on the top of you should do it because it's right in the flight path right yeah and it's like the last big building one of the last big buildings before like right in the flight path Anyways. what would you say you should put something funny on it like i don't know there's several different things that we could put up there but what is the surface of the roof it's i don't know Con- it wouldn't be it's not concrete no, it's, of course that was a dumb it wouldn't be concrete <laughs> but it, i mean I feel like you need to put something like need help shipping like Play on words well, there. I would put something like "Welcome to Boise," where we make ship happen, or something. It like would that. be enough. Anything would be like pique someone's be interest and be like, "What is this?" And then it'd be business. Get people that, out of yeah. their the airplanes, like taking pictures of it. Could you put a giant QR code on the top of your building? You could. Um, and in <laughs> fact, Kelly was looking at doing that, but he's unsure if the QR code out of the airplane would actually work. We have somebody to test it. <laughs> I don't know try. that you want to put that much money into getting a giant QR code, though. Should just test. For Steve to test it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it in the parking lot first. <laughs> Still don't know that it's worth it. <laughs> we're just... Anyway, what were you going to say, Steve? I don't know. It's just been a while, and we haven't recorded for a while because we had a couple saved up, and then we just skipped a week a couple weeks ago. Sorry about that. And then I published our interview the interview I had with Lisa Valentine Clark. So that was last week's episode. Beautiful. And now here we are, together at last. Together at last. Steve went to Mexico. I did. Tell me about your trip. I haven't even heard anything about it. Was it was amazing. Tulum was a super cool place. Freaking expensive. I was not expecting that. I did not do my homework. Stuff <laughs> costs more in Tulum than it does in the US. It's Mexico. What kind of stuff, Because it's, it's tourists. Like, taxis are a $20 minimum. Whoa. We were trying to go less than a mile one night just to you get should have just walked. We did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My friend's feet hurt. It had been a long day. She wanted a taxi. I can understand $20 that. $20 US. This is Mexico. I just thought it would be like everywhere else in Mexico that's super cheap. But it is not. $20. Very cool place though. Tulum is like a whole world of its own. It has like just like... Tulum vibes. I, I'd heard that before and just didn't really grasp it until going there. But like, it has a certain type of music and a certain style of clothing and just a certain like price for taxi. But yes, <laughs> yeah. But it's a very cool place. Hmm. Beaches are beautiful. Like, is it like reggae tone? No, vibe? it's like- it's sexy house. That is a genre of music that is very popular in Tulum. Sexy, sexy house. house beats. Yeah. Okay. It's good stuff. It's very my vibe. It's like super chill, chill music. I love it. And 
all the clothes are like very linen, like flowing in the wind, kind of meshy. Yeah, no mesh. mesh. Oh, you no. are just, mesh. Just you meshy. Just me. And I, <laughs> my style didn't really work there. So I, no, it was. Yeah, but Tulum was a cool place. We had a great time. Awesome. And cenotes galore. I went swimming in cenotes. That was super cool. I'd never done that before. Which is funny because Sueño in Belize had a cenote on the property. It did? Yeah. Clear out in the back. That was our water source. Hmm. But it no was idea. like a, I don't know, it just wasn't a pretty one. It's not when you swim in like you do in the Yucatan. It was really interesting, though. The minute I got to Tulum, it just smelled and felt like Belize. Yeah. Jessica. It was very, because mm-hmm. this is three hours north of yeah. Belize-ish. And... Just that salty air and the breeze and the, I don't even know what it was, but it just felt like Belize, which is funny because I've been to a zillion beaches that are very similar, but there must be something different about that area of the Yucatan. Cool beans. My favorite thing that I learned about this, and I laughed for like 10 minutes when somebody told me, is that Yucatan is the, you know, that's what they call that part of Mexico. It is the Mayan word for, okay, so let me, let me. Let me go back. When the Spaniards came over, this is the story I got. I need to look it up and see if it's true. But yeah, have Spani- you fact checked this? I have not. Okay. <laughs> when the Spaniards came over and were talking to the Mayans, they said, they were asking, like, where are we? What is this place? What is this country? What is this land? What's it called? And they kept saying, Yucatan, Yucatan. That's the Mayan phrase for, I don't understand you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was probably pulling my leg with that one, but that's what they said. I guess they're pulling Sounds like leg. a taxi driver uh, story. <laughs> I paid $20 for that info from yeah. that taxi driver. You <laughs> got your money's worth there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have nothing interesting to say. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay. That's not true. I got to teach a bunch of youth, 14 to 18-year-olds, this Saturday. How'd it go? It was so great. What was so great? So, was this a fireside award thing? A steak it's thing? It's a steak thing. And it's like they, it was an all day event. They had three speakers that they brought in, and I got to be one of them. So it's called the FSY kickoff. FSY stands for, for strength of youth. So that's what it is. FSY. Is EFY kickoff. still a thing? No. So this is taking for youth? over. This, takes this over. is the new. EFY has evolved into FSY. <laughs> Correct. S-F-Y. It's F- such a S-F-Y. S-F-Y. Okay. It's a very poorly I don't like the acronym. If you say it fast, FSY, it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> don't say it fast. <laughs> Kids talk fast. It Anyways. This doesn't sound good. So I've been trying to really say for strength of youth the whole thing. <laughs> I feel like it's missing a for the strength of youth. I don't know. For the strength of the youth. Anyway. I feel like it's missing some of those. Yeah. Whatever. But that's what it is. So okay. that this is replacing EFY and any other local. Yeah. So you are Anyways, one of three speakers. This is just a pre like introduction to them to what it'll be like when they go to FSY. So yeah, I got to be one of the speakers. It was really fun. Lots of kids like stayed after and were asking me questions. How I've, many? I've never seen teenagers that engaged before. I figured kids would be pulling out phones. There was not a single phone that got pulled out. How many kids? So what was your topic? First, 60 to 70. What was your topic that you 
were assigned. <laughs> and what was your topic that you actually presented? <laughs> yeah, that's we're getting there. They asked me to speak about setting goals. Okay, goal setting. Yes, that is correct. And how to set goals or just they we just want you said to we speak want on. you to talk about goal setting. They did tell me that there was information on the on a website somewhere that I could go look at for ideas and suggestions. Did you? Nope, I did not. Okay. <laughs> I had she an had idea. Her own ideas <laughs> and, I went and suggestions. With well, and this is why is because this isn't just in the church. This is culturally as well. But I know, especially within the church, we often feel like we are set on this one path, and that our goals are kind of laid out for us. What our life should look like is kind of laid out. Steve, you felt this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is, and and again, I'm glad you said it's not just church related, but it's no. also society as a whole. Like, for example. In society, we are told from a very young age that we go through K through 12, and then what happens? We should then go on to a secondary college of some sort or university and get a degree, and then what? And then we get a job, mm-hmm. and we work for somebody, and we work for a company, and we make a career, and then what? Before we- At some point, you yeah, get married, Well, but at kids. the same time, in between, once you get a career, then you buy a house, You buy a house and you have children and you get married. And then like there's this, I'm just trying to paint Mm -hmm, the picture mm -hmm. here, right? Yeah. And that's very much a, it's also a cultural thing. That's very much a U.S. at least where we live. Correct. Track. It's not just in the church, but I think there's that often the women, especially the women, I don't know if we take on this, like we take this on as this is the only way to do your life. So when things don't go the way we thought they would, we feel like failures. Why is that more of a woman thing? Why are you? I don't know if it is. I think that's. I don't know. I, don't know if it I think is. that's I... both for males too, because I know that, for example, when I had to file for bankruptcy, I felt like a failure for being able to provide for my family. Yeah. Because that wasn't the norm. The social norm is, to, you know. Anyways. And I, I guess specifically, I work with a lot of women who carry a lot of anger and resentment or I, and I talk to a lot of women who carry a lot of anger and resentment because they felt they should follow this path and then their life was going to be okay. And they're not finding fulfillment. And so they're angry that they just followed blindly, which is that isn't really on the church. It's on. I was going to ask, is that more of a Mormon woman thing? Mm -hmm. Okay. That I agree with. Yeah. And so they, they harbor this anger and resentment towards the church, which it's fine, but let's explore that and see where the real anger and resentment comes. So, my but, there is, thing, but there is kind of this thing of if you follow these steps and hit these goals, you will find happiness and peace and contentment and fulfillment. And, 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 yeah. life you is are going jolly. to, you are passing the game, you're winning the game of life. Yes, exactly. So, but then life gets hard <laughs> because I see this so often. Maybe we should make a new board game <laughs> of life. Yeah life like what life what you could actually expect life to be like marry a gay husband (laughs) get divorced your your husband is gay go back to start (laughs) both of you (laughs) try again yeah Yeah. your home is short in a short, short sale. sale. <laughs> your your, car your SUV been, is totaled yeah. and your insurance kicks in tomorrow. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Go back 15 spaces. 
What else? Oh, what figure out how to sell it on Craigslist. <laughs> Gosh. But anyways. So. Dream vacation to Tulum. Cost you double what you budgeted. <laughs> <laughs> flight, <laughs> flight school now take seven months longer. <laughs> So knowing this, when I work with youth and talk to youth in the church, I mean, I do this with women now, but ideally we can help prevent some of this resentment and anger and bitterness from showing up and give them a realistic idea of life is not going to look like this perfect little picture that we have painted for us. So I talk to them about before you set your goals, before you chase your dreams, make sure they're really your dreams and goals. We talked about how you get to know yourself. I gave them like six questions to go back to when they're setting goals and those six things that they can kind of look to, to get to understand themselves. And I very, I mean, I hooked them from the beginning by sharing our story about what we went through. And when we met and you came in and I saw with all these girls and there's this tall, cute guy standing there, I wanted to leave. And then you sat down next to me and I was like, oh, I'm done. Like. I know how to get teens. Yeah. <laughs> but it was real. I mean, that was the real experience. And then, you know, the pornography, which you carried shame around that. And that's not what you think of when you're going to get married in a Mormon culture. And then you coming out as gay and not being able to have more kids and just the things that happened and how, because I knew who I was and the things that were really important to me in life, like love and connection and those types of things, I was able to pivot and still have the life I want. That's mm-hmm. what we talked about. Cool. The kids were like, <laughs> the thing that killed me too, and I forgot to tell you this, there were a whole bunch of boys that came up after one of the sessions and they were like, oh my gosh, that was so great. Thank you so much. They were so adorable. It just How long did you speak for? 30 minutes. 30 minutes, three times. So they, they split them up into groups. Okay. So it was smaller sizes that I was okay. speaking to. Yeah. They wanted it to be more of an intimate type setting. Yeah. Where- which I enjoyed. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. so what they do the rest of the day? You said it was an all-day thing with three speakers. So they had a thing for all ages in the morning, like an amazing race or something type activity, and then they had lunch, and the younger kids left, and then fourteen to eighteen year olds stayed, and they we did these three sessions. They had a game in between each session, and then we had dinner, and then they play, or then I think they did line dancing or something. I don't know. So that was it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm glad it was well received. And Yeah, it was really good. I've been getting messages from parents of these kids saying, thank you so much. That's cool. I'm honestly surprised I haven't gotten one saying, what the heck did you teach my kid? But <laughs> just because talking about gays and pornography at church can be touchy. But it needs to be talked about. It does need to be talked about. Do you feel like anything you presented was at all pushing the boundaries of... I'm sure for like, some people did it I, was. Did I... You know, like whoever asked you to speak, were they happy with what you shared or were they like, oh my gosh, the stake president? That's not what we were expecting. <laughs> the stake president was in there my first session that I taught. Okay. And he loved it. Oh, so we're cool. good. Okay. And he knows me. I mean, these people aren't, they knew who they brought in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they were aware. So yeah. Yeah, it was great. Well, I like what you said that. When setting goals, make sure these are your goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Not just goals that you think you should be setting for yourself, but we think we should be setting for ourselves. Yeah. I had several people reach out on Instagram because I shared a little bit about on Instagram saying, oh my gosh, I want to take, I want this workshop. 
And I'm putting together right now a summer series of live events. And I think we might include that in one of them, like what I taught there. Yeah, I think so it would be, be cool. super beneficial. I think so too. I'm excited. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. That was my one exciting thing. I mean, there have been lots of exciting things, but that's one I can think of. Yeah, I think the last time we recorded, we hadn't had your, your birthday party Mm-mm. or whatever, whatever party we're calling that. The party. Spring break yeah. party. Yeah, it was, that was fun. That was fun. Steve missed it. He was I a tree fort. Uh, I was tree forting. <laughs> Sounds like a big party. Yeah, we had like 70 people here. Yeah. Like not all at once. They just came in and out. But Throughout the afternoon. It was great. All right. We're going to talk about joy today, guys. That's why I'm doing this. Because I like joy. <laughs> Is that what that means? <laughs> yes. Okay. The joy dance? <laughs> yeah. The shimmy of the shoulders means joy. <laughs> okay. Who knew? Yeah. Do you guys remember the movie Inside Out? Yes. And people messaged me like mad when that came out saying, oh my gosh, you are joy. And then the first time that you and Heather ever met, you showed up in a joy costume. (laughs) That's what you were wearing? That's what she was wearing. I know you have a joy costume. Yeah, I dressed up as joy one year for Halloween. Oh, And she was going to have me dress up as, you guessed it, anger. (laughs) You... Like, not your personality. Why didn't you? I still have the costume. Wait, what color is anger? Red. Red. Oh, yeah. He's red and he has, like, flame hair. He's, like, boxy and I feel like it just I was picturing sadness for some reason. No, you were going to be sadness. I I wanted you to be sadness because he's tall and lanky. Yeah. (laughs) Well, all right. I'm getting my characters mixed Maybe up. Maybe we should all dress up. We should probably watch that again. Let's watch it. I thought it was a good show. It's it is such good. A good. It kind of blew my mind back then watching it. Like It's the importance it. of all of the emotions. Yeah. You have to feel them all. But you can feel more than one emotion at the same time. Like you can have joy while going through hard crappy things. Yeah. Is that why we're on this topic? <laughs> yes, that is why we're on this topic. <laughs> so last week... In Lisa's interview, she talked about finding joy while going through hard things. And I just loved hearing her talk about how her and her husband were able to laugh up until the very end of his life and find joy in that. And there were so many things that even though I haven't lost a spouse that I could relate to that she was feeling and going through. And so I'm, yeah, I think people will enjoy that episode. So today, to hearing it. So today, we are going to talk about how we find joy. And I mean, we're not going to take like a ton of time, but just some of the things that work for us to give you guys ideas, our listeners, of ways to find joy in your life and how that's changed over our lives too. That's one thing we're going to talk about. So how do you two, Matt and Steve, find joy in your life? Steve goes first. Don't put me on the spot. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I didn't prepare. And I'm talking like more simple things. Trips to to Loom, awesome when you can make them happen. But what are some... Other things you do. Honestly, so like this last weekend, I've been super stressed out about some things going on. And and this last weekend, I found my joy, especially on Saturday, by mostly doing nothing. Good like just you. taking the day and truly just decompressing and not feeling like. So here, here's one of the things. I was supposed to be very, very present at this FSY thing. That I was at. I was, you know, I was supposed to be there. I was supposed to. But you, know, you weren't. But I decided that one, it was more important for me to be showing up for our my, kids. Our kids. 
and specifically my daughter at the time to be at her soccer game, mm. which I ended up being one half late. Go back for a second. Though. Why were you supposed to be present at this thing? Why? Because I, you know, one of my callings right oh. now in the ward was to be on this, um, the stake, the stake committee, committee. Okay. for planning and executing the FSY kickoff. Okay. But it conflicted with soccer games and said you went to Sarah's soccer game. Correct. And that was because I felt like I needed to be there for Sarah and at her soccer game. And I needed to be present for her. And then after the soccer game, I was like, not only do I need to be present for her, but I need to be present for myself. Mm -hmm. And if I were to spend all day at this event, I was, it probably would have thrown me overboard. And I just need to stop, step back and say, you know what? I can't do this today. And I was in charge of making sure one of the speakers had everything and set up and, and all of that. And I just texted the speaker. I said, hey, I had some things come up, some family things. I'm not going to be able to be there. I may try and come later. I don't know. But this is where I'm at. So, But I just needed to take time for myself and sometimes just do nothing. So that's what I did on Saturday. I honestly think that's one of the main ways you find joy. What? Doing, <laughs> doing nothing? nothing? Like not the only way, well, but you're good well, at identifying when you need to do nothing. And when I say doing nothing, I'm like, I really just want to go test the pool water. I really just want to see if there's chemicals I need to put in the pool. <laughs> just the monotony. You want to do nothing of significance. Exactly. <laughs> nothing of significance. I want to wash the car. I'm just going to do that. So it's like doing nothing of significance like you just said yeah so that's ways i find joy and getting reset steve how do you find joy you brought up tulum people have asked me what's my favorite part of tulum and we did a ton on that trip my favorite part hands down was just walking up and down the beach with my headphones in enjoying the sunshine and that is like one of my favorite things to do in life and that applies like up here at just sunshine in general sunshine <laughs> and a beautiful piece of nature and the right soundtrack some sexy house beats <laughs> <laughs> that seriously is like my reset that's my reboot that's just what i love doing and that's why i love paddleboarding so much it's mm -hmm. yeah it's more of that so that's what came to mind that's like my favorite thing to do in life and just brings peace and clarity and so that's a way of resting as well, I oh, would absolutely. say. It's like a you can go be separate. You don't have to engage with people unless you want to. All right. Any other ways do you guys find joy? I mean, I think... Pickleball. Yeah. I was just going to bring that up. Like moving my body in a way that I find enjoyment, which is through pickleball, riding my bike, even walking. I, I've learned to really enjoy going on walks. Yeah. That's something that brings me joy. Well, it brings me joy now, too, going on walks because I go with you. It's like our time to connect, and I love it. It makes me so happy. It's like I get you and nothing else. You're not on your phone. There's no kids around. It's just us. Yeah. Which cute. I like. That's so cute. <laughs> I also really like it when I can get Matt to cuddle with me. Same. Yes. <laughs> same, same. Oh JK, JK. It's just like trying to picture you and Matt. Me and Matt cuddling. have never cuddled. 
No. All right. So you have some things prepared, <laughs> Jessica, I'm assuming. Oh, no. I just have some questions oh. for you. Okay. What are ways that you guys used to find joy, but it doesn't fit into your life right now? So maybe you would still find joy in it, but it doesn't fit like into Like in the your past? Life. Yeah. Like, are there things that you've kind of given up or changed as your life has changed? Oh, of course. Can you think of something specifically? Steve's got a look on his face. The first thing that came to my mind is that I used to really find, I don't know if it was joy so much, but like peace in going to the temple. Mm. That's not a thing for me anymore. My yeah. perspective on that has changed. It's not a place that I go to. I used to go there to like sort through my thoughts and feel close to God and, and figure things out. And to a beach and walks up I, and down. That, that's what I was going to say. Is it's almost the same effect. Yeah. Is it? It brings me that. Spiritual Peace of mind and yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you don't have banana cream pie. I know. What <laughs> does that mean? When Steve and I would go to the temple together, we would always get banana cream. Always pie. get banana cream. Do temples pie still after. have cafeterias. No. Temples used to have cafeterias. Yeah. With the best banana cream pie ever. <laughs> it was probably just like some frozen banana cream pie from who knows where. But Marie Callender. <laughs> probably, but I loved it, and we would always get it. That's great. But that has obviously changed for me. Like, yeah. that was a source of a lot of mental and spiritual and emotional. Peace. It was a time for me to sort through all of those things. And that has changed. Well, it eliminates distractions. Going to the temple, I feel like for me, eliminates distractions from anything else but to sit there and be with myself. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of that same idea. Yeah. I still find joy in going to the temple. Yeah. One of the things that I, haven't done as much. I still do it a little. Is going up and going snowboarding. Mm. Like in the winter time, that was how I found joy, peace, and like this is this was my element. Mm -hmm. This last year, I didn't go once, which is really odd for me. It's probably the first time I haven't gone in probably how old am I? Probably twenty five years that I haven't gone up and gone snowboarding. That's funny because same for me. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't ski this entire season, and I think I have skied every winter for the last twenty five years, yeah, or more, right? And it's just like, why? why? Why for you? Why did I not? <laughs> One, we were so busy with work mm -hmm. during the when good time good snow. of snow, mm. and the second we felt like we got caught up and everything. I mean, I was still in the thick of it with getting the processes set up with laser engraving and all that, but. The second I felt like we were caught up, the snow was crap. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to go up if I'm just going to be on ice. Yeah. So, anyway. Don't worry. We got fresh snow yesterday. Ugh, yes. That was so and today. Weird. Did it snow today? Oh, yeah. So well, weird. not here in town, but okay. up on the hill. It's supposed to the rest of the week as well. Yeah. It's crazy. Stupid. We need the moisture. No, we don't. We do need the moisture. I just wish it would rain. <laughs> Fine, as we do, show. but... As he's choking on his words now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know we need the moisture. We do. Aww. They said Lucky Peak's not even going to fill all the way this year. Oh, I, I believe it. That's so sad. Yeah. yeah. That's the reservoir, by the way. Lucky Peak Reservoir. Yeah. I think even over the last two years, the ways that I find joy have changed. And I think realizing that through COVID has actually been a really good thing for me to see lots of things I could let go of in my life that I felt like I needed to do or that I wanted to do and realizing that they really weren't bringing me as much joy as I thought they were. Like what? So one of the things specifically, which is kind of ironic at the moment, but is 
like having girls over for girls' night, having other women over for girls' night, I came to realize that it wasn't really filling my cup, but I wanted to help other people fill their cups. And I knew, I know a lot of moms who need a break. And so having a place to come, I I loved doing that, but it's also been good for me to realize I don't need to do that. And that it's not necessarily bringing me as much fulfillment as I thought it was. It hasn't been something that I wanted to pick back up, but but then and yet you as are. I say this, I'm <laughs> planning these events for women, but that's a different, that's like a different type of fulfillment for me because there's like a education piece behind yeah, all of this. There's a yeah. providing a service instead of just hanging out. The other part, I mean, having those girls nights kind of, I mean, that's what I really would have loved is, and often I felt like I was doing is mentoring people or helping people. And now I get to do it as part of my job, but I get to help more people. It's on a bigger level. I think hitting that of helping people, like that's one of the things that truly, even to this day, brings me like just a huge smile on my face. So just last week, I had a couple of potential clients come into the warehouse because they wanted to get to know my business, but they also had a bunch of questions for their own business, right? And I get so excited in talking with other business owners about their business and how they can potentially produce more revenue and all of that. Like that gets me super excited. But ultimately it's because I know that if they can be more profitable, that they can probably most likely do more good in this world. So anyways, that's what, that's cool. and, and, and it was interesting because Heather brought up after these people would leave the warehouse, she's like, oh, it's so good to see you in your element again. Because I haven't <laughs> been able to have that one-on-one interaction for so long in trying to help these entrepreneurs be even better. So Because you've been doing laser engraving. You've still been getting that set and up. Not only that, but, before laser engraving, yeah, there was COVID. It was COVID and it was so busy you couldn't do anything else. Well, it was so busy and there were so many restrictions and there were so many yeah. rules and anyways. It is nice to start seeing that again. I love it. Yep. That's cool. So. Okay. Have you guys ever tried anything that you thought would bring you joy and it didn't? Yes. Uh, <laughs> roll Roller skating and rental skates. <laughs> oh, in rental skates. Yes. So we need to buy you your own skates. Yes. <laughs> okay. That was very immediate. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was passionate gonna... about that one. Yeah. <laughs> it was very let down by those rental skates. Yeah, they were giving me a blister on my heel. expecting some serious joy. All I got was a blister. <laughs> yes. Oh, what about flying, Matt? Flying? That happened. <laughs> that was the one I thought, but it wasn't even mine. Yeah, was, Just because you and I went up on that discovery flight together. Yeah. I, and at the end, I'm like, man, why don't I pursue this? You know what? And you're like, I, I'm not doing it. I'm done. Well, but he yeah. wants to again. I want to again. But you know what? I think it, if I had the right instructor who wasn't such a dick, <laughs> like, I think I would have had a lot better experience. Did you think that guy was a dick? He was very, very, with? he was very condescending. Oh, I don't even remember him. Like, I hit the wrong pedal to turn left, and he's like, you got to hit it harder. I guess that's why I don't remember, because I didn't hit the wrong pedal, Matt. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> no, kidding. hit it harder. Don't just tap it. And uh, I'm like- This is my first time up in an airplane trying I, to fly it. Well, I wasn't, okay, even, well, that makes I wasn't sense. even up yet. I was on the ground still. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't even got this thing off the ground yet. Like, uh-huh. anyways. 
Come up with me, Matt. Okay. I'll be an instructor. <laughs> well, we can cuddle. I'll have my C- <laughs> <laughs> I'll have my CFI in probably guys, eight months, ten can, months. Can no, I can hold hands while you're flying. flying. But, but again, I think it's I would have had a lot different experience. Mm. And now I'm not gonna put that blame all on him as well. Like I know that I probably figured out real quick that I wasn't in a like I wasn't in a mindset yet. Mm. With business-wise of being, okay, I've got things in place. I can do this. Other things were kind of stressing you out. Yeah. Yeah. Which plays a part in it. Yeah, I just remember being surprised that walking away from that, you were like, nope, flying's not for me. Yeah. I'm surprised. (laughs) I thought that was great. I love that flight. (laughs) Do you have something that you tried that you thought would bring you joined in it? Not that you can think of. I know there's been plenty of them for me, but I can't think of them right now. Okay. I always wanted mountain biking to bring me joy. Yeah, I was just going to bring mm. that one up. <laughs> and it brings me joy being with people that I love mountain biking, but it mostly just stresses me out. Scares the crap out of her. It really does. Road biking, though, I love, which I didn't think I would love. Yeah, I don't understand Matt that. That doesn't really. Really? <laughs> oh, I, I know like because, road biking way better than mountain biking. But, but to be scared of road biking uh. versus mountain biking is totally different. Like- I am not scared at all on a mountain bike. It freaks me out to have my bike on a road that a driver comes up behind me that I have no control of yeah, and can totally demolish me, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas mountain biking, I have full control over basically anything and everything that happens. No control. (laughs) You slam into a tree, it's your fault. Exactly. It's all your control. to a driver. It might be theirs. (laughs) It's all your, yeah, exactly. So I got that. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Why do you like road biking better, Jessica? Well, there's not big boulders everywhere and there's not usually a like (laughs) drop off on the side of me. Usually. Usually. (laughs) Depends on what road you're on. (laughs) And that's the thing is, I I don't know. I just, I like it better. Mm. It. It's just more peaceful for me than getting up in the mountains. I love mm. being in the mountains running, yeah. but that's a totally different beast than being on a bike. Mm. So, I don't know. Okay. Have you noticed that people in your life impact your joy or how do the people in your life impact your joy? I try not to let people get to me. Yeah. How do you do that? Not talking to them. <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> you put boundaries up, <laughs> which is important. Right. That if there are people in your life who are constantly sucking your joy, you find ways to put boundaries around that. Yeah. Are you thinking about people that don't bring you joy in your life? Mm-hmm. Or people that do? I just try to fill my life with people that do bring me joy in my life. There's always going to be people that can suck your joy. Like the lady in the McDonald's line that yelled at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I for just, not having hair for not having hair and for driving a Tesla and for driving a Tesla <laughs> I just felt bad for her do you find yourself trying to keep only people in your life that bring you joy I feel like this is something I'm still having to learn I would agree with I that I feel like I've made progress <laughs> Jessica has strong opinions I don't have strong opinions it's funny because I hadn't thought about it until you like just before I, I just, asked you this, I thought, oh yeah, Steve could probably. I just feel like this is something that, that I am probably behind the curve on, and I feel like I've made progress in the last couple of years. Yeah, but, for sure. But I, I do think it's been like a recent thing for me of understanding you don't have to keep everybody in your life. Yeah, 
And that if they aren't. But they can be in your life, but just not sucking the joy out of it. Correct. Boundaries. Right. However you want to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're behind the curve, Steve. I think this is the majority of people. We are out there trying to figure out how to navigate relationships in a way that bring us joy. Yeah. I think that's probably the main thing we do in life. We do a lot of it. Okay. Is there something in your life that you want to do to have more joy? Like, is there something that you think, I want more of that, that you've identified recently? Yeah, I was thinking, like, maybe my wife could wear more lingerie and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You should have seen Steve's face. She's instantly uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Steve was not expecting that. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? Do you remember that video of oh, Tiny geez. Penny when she shuts her arm in the drawer, like gets herself stuck in a drawer? Anyway, <laughs> that came up. Okay, well, there's this point is there's this funny video of Penny that I was showing to Jalen recently. And it was when back in the day when she used to love to empty out yeah. our dresser drawers. Was she emptying out my lingerie? Yes. <laughs> And as I was looking at this, I was thinking, how strange is it that, as I'm showing this video to my boyfriend, <laughs> it's like, how strange is it that this is this is stuff that Jessica used to wear for us? Yeah. <laughs> also, you had a whole drawer of it. Yeah. I wore a lot of lingerie. <laughs> you know, it's just funny to think back to War. that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> we'll discuss this later. Yeah. yeah. Do you still have a drawer full of she it? Does. Or was oh, that, yeah. no, was that I... news to you, Matt? That... No, she does. Just... <laughs> <laughs> no, there's still a lot in yeah. our house. Yeah. In our bedroom. <laughs> Anyways, go back to the question. What was the question? Yeah, what was the question? <laughs> well, I know where Matt wants more joy in our life now. So noted. <laughs> what was the question? Will you read the question again? What is something that you want, like something that you've identified in your life that you want more of to bring you more joy? I know that I want more quality time with Penny and thinking through how it applies to this topic of things that, you know, she's 12 and on the cusp of becoming a teenager. And I love that she is still, she's very much like half teenager (laughs) and super grown up, but she's still like half a kid, like Mm -hmm. Like she's it twelve, blows. and last night, as I was tucking her in, she gave me one of her stuffed animals and said, "He wants to cuddle you tonight." <laughs> 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 and it she blows my it. mind. Like I look at Sarah and I look at Penny like side by side. There's Sarah's year. been a teenager for like five years, I swear. But there's only a year and a half yeah. between them. Between them, most of Sarah's friends are Penny's age, and it's just like. Oh my gosh. But I love like, that Penny has hung on to this But I think still. it's great. Yeah. And that's Penny, right? Yeah. It's just different. And there it's will a... be this day, and it, I'm sure it will only take one yep. day, that it will just Stop. switch. No, and I feel like that day is coming so quick. And I'm so I'm trying to like relish every yep. moment that I can of things like last night where <laughs> I'm taking this, I'm going to go cuddle with it. So, and I know she does it just to like... Be silly. Yeah, it's just silly and fun and... Yeah. To still be a kid. Yeah. So it's like last Monday, we had dentist appointments at the same time Penny and I did, which has never happened before. And afterwards, she, I let her sleep in 
she hadn't had breakfast. I'm like, well, we'll go out to breakfast. And then it was just like, well, what do we want to do now? Do you want to go to school? Uh, it was almost time for lunch. So I'm like, let's just go play. <laughs> we did school. And it's kind of the same idea that I only get this little kid who's just like, ooh, you know, this is so exciting to go hang out with mom for a little while longer. And I needed that joy in my life that day. And so we did it. And it yeah. brought us both joy. I'm just having to learn new ways to find joy with her. Yeah, for sure. And anyway, that's what I want more of. Quality time with Penny. Yeah. That's a good one. And I'm, I'm finding that it's less of me mm-hmm. deciding what that quality time looks like. Now that she's older and mm-hmm. has her own ideas and her own opinions, her own things she wants to do. It's like, okay, I'm just going to tag along for whatever this thing is that you want to do and that you... Thank goodness you want me along for. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Basketball or going to the mall or mm-hmm. the new high school music series on Netflix or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Take advantage of those moments. So one of the things that I'm thinking of like that used to bring me a lot of joy was going backpacking and going camping and mm. just being out in the wilderness. And I had to I had to bridle that back. I had to, I had to rein that back. And because of my allergies, yeah, I had seasonal allergies so bad in the spring and summertime, the ideal time to go camping and stuff, that it was just miserable to go. Well, you'd wake up not being able to breathe in the middle of the night. Right. And so, obviously, I had to stop doing that. And one of the things that I want more of is I want to be able to go and do that again. Mm. And just be in the middle of the wilderness, in the middle of nowhere, and have that peace and serenity and just be there. So I feel like my allergies are kind of getting a little better. (laughs) I'm a little better. Kind (laughs) of. Where I can go do that. It's been way, way better than they used to be. Yeah. I don't want more of that joy in my life, Matt. I'm sorry to say. I know. And that's fine. (laughs) I'll go be by myself in the wilderness. No, you'll go take the kids. That's true. And have fun. And it'll be great quality time. Right. I love it. Makes me happy. I might go occasionally. That's why I need a new overlanding trailer. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Do it. Get it. I have decided that I want more joy in my life by speaking up for myself more. Okay. To who? Everybody. (laughs) It's something I've thought more about. I think, well, and maybe like. Who do you have to speak up to? Asking for more help. Besides me and Matt. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, oh, great. Here Not we go, just, Steve. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a very demanding person for the most part. No, you're not, but you could be more so. <laughs> My first thought was like, are you talking about your Penny, like our schedule with Penny? <laughs> That's probably more an insecurity of mine of feeling like I far too often. Yeah. No, just like things that, that and... there's occasions that I thought I should have spoken up. And spoken clearly and then made it clear that's what I really want. So I think that's just something I've thought about. And it's not just you guys. It's just my life in general. And I'm like, oh, I could have said that. Like, I think of food at a restaurant or something. Mm. Or things like that. And I don't really care about food at a restaurant unless it was really bad Then I might speak up. But, But there are people who are really good at that. Maybe my mother. And I am not so much that way. So I just think there's little things that I I feel like I've wanted to be more going to speak up. Do it. I support it. Thanks. And tell it to you. (laughs) Even then, I still support it. 
honestly, though, you guys are both good about when I say, like, no, I really need this. This is something I need. You both are responsive to that. But I do need have to say it that way. This is, I really need this. I need your help right now. And then you guys engage. You're like, oh, okay. She, She's serious. She's serious. Yeah. And Steve, you've shown up when I'll say, hey, I need you to come get Penny. You're there. So don't beat yourself up about it. Okay. It might be 35 minutes late, but he'll be there. He'll be there. But honestly, when I've I said, been late. but honestly, true. when I say I need you, you're usually like <laughs> you take action because yeah. you know I mean it. Do you know so. I was late today? Why? Because I forgot Penny. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? What Just on our say? walk, our walk last night. What was it? I don't remember. You don't remember our walk last night? I don't remember what you told Come me. Come on, you said it was your favorite thing. <laughs> it yeah, it's one of my favorite things. When what we were talking say? about, so Jessica shared with me, she's like, yeah, I don't have to pick up or drop off Penny oh, yeah. any any day this week. Steve has it. And I looked at her, I said, does he though? <laughs> I didn't forget her from school. I know. I just forgot her from her bedroom. I said, I kissed Jalen goodbye and went down and got in the car. And as I'm pulling out of the parking garage, I was like, wait, I was supposed to bring Penny with me. <laughs> so I call her and I'm like, hey, hurry down to the first floor because I'm leaving. <laughs> I forgot you. That's hilarious. Oh, I just forgot she was there. Oh, I just think it's funny. I thought you forgot her at school. No. <laughs> I is, even actually, if you forget her at school, she's just going to walk to my house. Yeah, so. but she will give me crap endlessly about it. I she know will. for a fact. So I have made very certain that I, I have not been late once. <laughs> Good job, Steve. In the last month since I've been picking her up from school. And I'm proud of that fact. Good That's job. That's good. I'm proud of you. And it is important. She might tease you, but I think that's out of needing to know that you're going to be there. Gonna be there. Right. <laughs> so, and if you don't, if you can't make it, she'll understand. Or if you're late, you can just text her. She has a phone. But, yeah. <laughs> or say, hey, walk to your mom's house or grandma's house. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on joy with us today. It was joyful. So joyful. Take care. Have a good week, y'all. Thanks, everybody. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, I wanted to remind you that the fourth Wednesday of every month, we are going to be answering your questions, featuring your comments or insights on the podcast. So if you have a question or an insight or a comment that you would like to share with us, please go DM us on Instagram and send us a voice message so that we can feature it in your own voice. If you don't want to do that, you can always just send me an email at jessica at theboldlogic.com and we will answer it that way. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.